All right. We in here. We in here. Hey, how you what how you feel about them Rams right now, bro? I just got back from the hospital. They said my blood pressure is gonna be okay. The blood pressures <laughs> that I burst in my brain, they're gonna be good. So appreciate you for checking on me, man. Hey, it, it wasn't it, would, <laughs> it wouldn't be a good game if that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? Like if Brady didn't Brady, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm really just <laughs> Shout out to the Rams, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's your team. So, so, so the Roundhouse got a we rocking with them. You know what I'm saying, Dallas? You know what I'm saying? We was we was we was watching from the stands this, <laughs> this, this time, but at the same time, you know, next year, like we always we'll say, that's like our year. It's our year. <laughs> Claim that shit now. But yeah, hey, we got to, bro. But on some real shit, we have to, we got to break it down. Let's just get into it. You know, once again, it's me, Amani T, and I got my brother, Hot Take Rod in the building. Hey, it's the Roundhouse Roundtable. Let's get it. That's what my glow up in lightning. Hot ear, something like lightning. This shit a hit, I'm a psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business-minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science. Apply it, worst come to worst, tried it, get a bag, get inspired, shoot your shot, it's the effort, I admire, you're hired, ain't looking for friends at this point, my circle is small as a point, yeah, I'd rather send an invoice, than hearing a fake on they voice, it sound like a business report, <laughs> don't fuck with the business part of the Roundhouse Roundtable, me, Armani T, and I got my homie, my brother, it's the R.O.D., let's get it, man, let's talk about it, say please. That's one, please. Don't need no one has two, please. Don't leave. Hey. <laughs> hey, bro. Let me talk to you. Hey, I don't even want you know UFC 270 went all. UFC 270 was nuts. But well, I ain't going, it ain't all about the main card and all about the prelims or early prelims. But they did have the moments that that really stood out and i'm glad that you know I, I tuned in you know i wasn't one of the people that was an empty seat while the prelims and the in the <laughs> early prelims was going on i was still watching niggas were still in the shower when the yeah, early yeah. prelims was going on <laughs> <laughs> well it was still pre-gaming during the prelims <laughs> but hey we hit it to get y'all the no cap recap for ufc 270 Let's get into it. You go first. What stood out to you mainly? With well, the uh, Silviana Juarez versus uh, Vanessa uh, Little Monster. I think uh, <laughs> performance of the night. That's tough to say. Y'all, y'all, y'all really be giving her them looks for real. Yeah, yeah y'all yeah, really yeah. be giving her them looks. The, the thing about it was like she was getting her ass kicked the whole round. <laughs> getting spanked. Like, and then like. I think it was a, a arm bar. It was some. It the arm bar was beautiful. I'm not going to lie. The arm bar, arm bar, even the arm bar setup was elite. It was very Ronda Rousey esque. But 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 I just I wouldn't even give it that. That's like you wouldn't like, no? no because Ronda Rousey was old school arm bar. No, <laughs> this was set up. This was uh. like this. This was like creative. So I was I was just excited to see that it was a creative finish. But at the same time, performance of the night. If coming back from uh, from the dead is is that, 
then okay, if that's Shout performance of the night. That's how we gauge in performance of the night. Shout out mm-hmm. to Lil Monster. She got the round one submission done. Two minutes, 25. <laughs> Women's straw weight. But at the same time, that's not the first time that she, you know what I'm saying, that she really like got somebody out the way first round. She's She's been doing that. So it's, she's really about to be all in this conversation soon. Yeah, yeah. As she should Women's be, though. straw weight. You know what I'm saying? Close your be, eyes yeah. and envision uh, uh, Zang Wele versus Lil Monster. I don't know. We'll see. I'm about to say, yeah, we're reaching now. We'll see. I'm not reaching. I'm not reaching. I'm just saying, like, I love when a fighter already has the foundation of a ground game. So it's just like once her hands really start to get get to working, then like mm-hmm. that's that's when this you know really can become a problem. But at the same time, she does know how to work on the ground. Like she's official on the ground. So uh, prelims. I'm say I got mine for the prelims. Well, Matt Frivola and Gennaro Valdez, bruh. Speaking of comeback from the dead, I've never seen somebody come back from the dead so many times. I've never in, seen in one that. round. In, in one round. That was the longest round of the Ever. night. That Ever. was the longest yeah. round of the night, but it was complete and utter fireworks the whole time yeah. because Frivola was getting caught as well. Mm-hmm. It was a mutual thing. It was just a dick measuring contest for real. That's that's what it was at that at, at that point. Yeah. Like because Ginaldo had the opportunity to back up and clear, get his cobwebs cleared, but he stayed in the pocket and bang. You know what I'm saying? So it was all respect, all respect. That motherfucker's a banger. Like just based off that a fight again, I will. I want to see Valdez fight again. Like, like he's like, I want to see him be able to uh, be able to protect himself more next time he come back in. You know, and be able to do what you know the, the champ did. And be able to learn that composure and that discipline, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Like you said, to watch somebody hit the hit the canvas twice the way uh, Favola yeah. did, and then come back and it's like it never happened. It was like <laughs> it was like two complete different first rounds. So um, I just like the heart, man. I just like the the heart, the will, never give up. You on pay per view? I mean, granted, you prelim, so the the stands ain't jumping right now but it's people watching it's you know what i'm saying you, you gotta hit us in there watching you you know what i'm saying and and you and what was that was that um no that wasn't the the feature about my joint was the feature about but yeah shout out to them man um for me it was the barcelos and henry fight yeah they were banging they were banging bro they they were banging and shout out to victor henry because i honestly i thought barcelos was gonna walk him i honestly didn't think you know short notice we got a short notice fight, and for all you know, all due respect with Henry, I'm gonna go with Barcelos as the more well-rounded, the better fighter. Let's just be real. But last night showed that as long as you got heart, and as long as you stay in the gym, like Henry said, anything is possible. And what was crazy was that pace that he pushed after taking this fight on short notice. It looked like Barcelos was the one that took the fight on short notice. To be honest with you, so. You know what I'm saying? Those fighter changes can work either way. Everybody thinks it's sweet for the person who didn't exit the fight for whatever reason, but you got to think you spend months game planning for one person and then you find out weeks before that it's a whole nother person that you're facing. You know what I'm saying? It's difficult for both parties. So shout out to Victor Henry for overcoming the odds. The overwhelming, I don't know the over-under, but I know he was a major underdog. 
Yeah. He was like five to one, some shit like yeah. that. Four and to we, one. Just, and we, we still and got ca- that. Cashed it. Cashed it. We still cashed it on my man. We still cashed it. But you, but but you gotta you gotta show him the screenshot that you sent me. You gotta put the screenshot that you sent me I up. Put him as the captain, nigga. Bro, bro, my I man Shay walked the whole set, I had, bro. I had Victor Henry as the captain because, like, to the me, call. like Dana's not about to bring it. Like, I had, I, I did my research. My bad, I did my research. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I went back and I saw a few of his fights, and I'm like, okay, when you say well rounded, yes, I do see he has hands. But the one thing that stood out to me because it's like. Uh, it was a fight with him and uh, the Matrix. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyler Murray. We, we're talking about Barcelos, right? No, Kyler Murray. No, uh, Victor Henry. Uh, Henry. Okay. Okay, this, okay. This was his debut into the UFC. Right, so, that too. That's another at the, thing. At, at the same time, you about to have this man debut against Barcelos. To me, I went again <laughs> with the UFC mind. Nah, they want they want this man to sell. They yeah. want this man to sell, so they're gonna make sure that they give him a good fight. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna bet on it. I'm gonna go ahead and bet on it. I get all, all the things that I hate, I'm gonna bet that that is the case. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he pulled up and showed out. He really, he really showed out. Like with uh 200, 222 significant strikes, crazy or total strikes, 181 significant strikes. These guys was going head to head, back and forth. Yeah. But at the same time, the head movement. The boxing of Victor Henry, bruh, for Bantamweight division. Bruh. It's giving you Dominic Cruz vibes. No, no. 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 You don't think so? When I talk about boxing, if when I talk about boxing, Oh, you mean the whole scope of boxing? Yes. I'm not okay. I'm not just I'm I'm not talking about I'm not just talking about like like (laughs) Dominic Cruz just I don't know. Whatever he did just works for him. Whatever he did worked for him. (laughs) Can't be duplicated. Well, it can be duplicated because he duplicated it. But at the same time, like he can, he does his thing. Yeah. But a boxing reference for a great boxer, you're not ever going to hear me put that in the same category. Got you. Like, no you know Dominic Cruz. But elite style boxing with head movement and di- to me, if I'm saying elite boxing, I'm talking about how well can you get out the way of a punch more? How more so? How well you can put punches together? Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. How can you get out of way of punches and still counter? He was countering off of so many shots of uh, Barcelos, it was ridiculous. And also when he was getting his feet involved, that was making it harder for Barcelos. He was switching it up. It was almost like he was, bro. It's almost like he was like coaching himself. It's like, he, all right, bro, uh, make sure you keep the feet involved. All yeah. right, make sure you keep the feet involved. Yeah. All right, hands, keep them up top. All right, you worry about that. the feet. Keep it up top. He was very I, in tune with himself. It. He was in tune with his coaches. He was, bro, he's going to be a problem. He, he said he's 34, bro. Like, he know how to take instruction still. At the same time, he's going to be a problem for Bantamweight. That's why he's trying to get up in there fast. Fast, yeah. Fast. And, and, and having performances like this will get you up those rankings mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Quickly. And and also uh, being able to be good on the ground as well, like that's gonna that's your problem already. I like I like that one, but I ain't gonna guarantee put my money on him every time. We'll see we'll see what happened next time. But at the same time, he's he is a well rounded fighter that's pulling up in the UFC, and he's gonna give a lot of guys problems. Fazeev, I think he'll be a firefighter against Fazeev. I was just thinking that earlier today too. So now the Tony Gravely uh, Oliveira fight. I think that was a cool fight. I knew this was going to be kind of like a, a grappling night. It was going to be some some people really using some efficient grappling, some wrestling 
on UFC 270. Like we like like High Take Broad was believing like a lot of people wasn't going to be using too much wrestling. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Tony Gravely to me. He did a smart thing. It was play his game like he always does. But at the same time, he need to learn how to move his head. Like he can swing. <laughs> he, his boxing, his boxing, his boxing is 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 okay. It's good. It's 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 all right. And uh, Oliveira, his boxing, his striking uh, all the way around is was you know, you know, top better. So at the same time, the best thing Tony Gravely could do is just keep him close. That's the only thing. Keep him close. Get him on the ground. And keep working from there, but Tony Gravely he he inched that one out. I don't know about a unanimous decision, but at the same time, but like, maybe it was the takedown. But it was a couple head scratches for me as far as decisions and yeah. and, and scorecard numbers for me, and this was one of them. Even sure. even with the uh, Victor Henry bars, uh, I didn't yeah, I didn't think that was as wide as the scorecard you, said. Unanimous? Unanimous? No. I felt split decision, honestly. Split for sure. Split. Yeah. <laughs> split for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we didn't, and we didn't do, we didn't, we didn't do the round table any justice. I didn't know this fight was a, uh, a weight class change for Giles. I didn't know he moved down to take this fight because remember he was banging that metal middleweight. Then he came out looking, uh, (laughs) looking real skeletal. Tell it to him, nah, you know he just looked, nah, he looked different. Look like he needed a cheeseburger. <laughs> like, damn, bro, they, they ain't feeding nobody around there. But yeah, and but that I, and that directly affected him though, because I felt like he wasn't. I mean, he still had his same movement, but I felt like he wasn't coming with the same power, yeah. with the same aggressiveness, and then the ability to absorb those mm-hmm. shots as well was evident. Yeah. Um, because he took some, he took some shots. And this yeah. is not the first time he's taken shots in in a fight before. So, my I knew his chin was there, but just to watch him last night, I I feel like back up to middleweight middleweight is is his ball game. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go with Trevin Giles at first, but even when we did uh even when we did the uh the last predictions, mm-hmm. I, I still went with uh, Michael Morales, but I was mm-hmm. I wanted to go with Trevin Giles, but at the same time, I was thinking I was like, all right. There's welterweight. I don't know. I'm not too sure about guys in their chin when they go down and wait. You know what I'm saying? I'm not too sure about that. And I know you putting a striker in front of this man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And Michael Morales went in there and uh, was looking sharp. He took a few shots. But at the same time, uh, in the first round with Trevin Giles, when you're dealing with speed of that magnitude, you're going to eat a jab. A, a two. Easy. You're going to eat something. <laughs> Easy. Seven is fast as fuck. Like, I don't know if people don't get it, they don't understand it, but at the same time, it seemed like Michael Morales may have been a step slower, but at the same time, his timing was better. <laughs> so, Michael Morales' timing was better, but Trevin Giles was, was a lot faster. He was a lot more explosive. He was more poppy, but at the same time, like, yo, Michael Morales is a problem. Still yeah. undefeated now, so yeah. they're going to they gonna, they put Trevin Giles in front of him just to see what he was going to do, thinking that he he may not have came through with this one. But yeah, it's a good little just, test. Just know, yeah, the next person they put in front of him, they want they going to try to really test him for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he earned it. Speaking of uh, speaking of test, anybody with the name the Magomedov, just just go ahead and put the W in the in the category. Know, you, you're going to be fucking tested. You you getting choked out? <laughs> just know that. Just know you're getting choked out. That's all bruh, I gotta say, man. Bro, it's almost like it's almost like they be giving them the 
new Magomedovs these fights. And they're like, all right, no, we'll get him this time. <laughs> and they just get him out the way in the first round. 50th time is a charm. <laughs> like, no, man, no, it's not, bro. No, it's not. No, it's not. Habib created his own fight fight card, yeah. fight promotion just for his people. <laughs> but say uh, he has different hands, though. That's the that's the difference with him. His his hands are nice. You know what I'm saying? Like his <laughs> his hands put yeah. Cody Stammen in a bad spot ASAP yeah. early first round uh, immediately put him in a bad spot. Yeah. Like bro, right. this is what happened, and I'm not fucking lying. We was watching the fight. They they just rung the bell. My wife hit a button on the remote, and I turned the TV back on, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, was getting was finish up was jumping up after the finish. I was like, what the fuck happened? So that was enough time for me to turn the TV back on, get back to ESPN as fast as I like, can. <laughs> Cause all of a sudden we forgot what number ESPN <laughs> is. <laughs> the buffer for like 30 seconds. Matter of fact, 20 seconds, and the fight is over. I had to run that bitch back. And I still had enough time to still be live after watching the whole fucking fight. Yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit is not real. This shit is not real. That's why it was so surreal for me. I'm like, right. goddamn. But hey, shout out, shout out to Sead Nurmagomedov. Mm-hmm. Uh, you helped me win some bread. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but at the same time, these guys are just going to just continuously walk through the divisions and they're going to, the thing about it is if they was making more noise, if they was just as loud as, as Connor, then these motherfuckers would have to be undeniable. but they're just calmly, quietly moving through the division. <laughs> Look at Islam, just quietly moving up in the division. Just- he just started popping his shit. Once he, once he hit top five yeah. is when he started really popping his shit. Yeah, but at the same time, he still, when they pop their shit, it is like, they pop real shit. They're, they're like, this is a fact. <laughs> this yeah. is a fact. This is my belt. This I just, des- <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> I deserve this more than him. Like, you're about to lose. He doesn't just tap him. out. <laughs> hey, bro, bad, bro. How, how how much time do you think UFC puts together those little uh, like promo videos? In between the fight, so just in case the fight ends early, you know what I'm saying? They still, they still gotta get a, a time slot filler. <laughs> How many of those do you think that they have prepared? No, nah, I per, think they, per card, bro. They, they, just be, <laughs> they just be having random ass facts and shit ready. In, in they got to. <laughs> Today is the 385th day since <laughs> Daniel Cormier has fought. Like, what the fuck? Nobody give a. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, this day 13 years ago. Like, this day 13 years ago was the fight against, was it a championship fight? No, it wasn't, but it was a fight. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Y'all just wanted some shit to talk about. All right. Bet. Bet. They want to start playing bingo now. I, I can feel it. I thought, I, thought, I thought another fight popping up. I could have went down. I could have went and rolled up. Bro, every way. time these fight, every time these fights ended early, I stepped off because I knew it was gonna be a good 10-15 before the next. <laughs> Let me know, ESPN. Next time y'all gonna have a long ass commercial. Can y'all do that? Can y'all do that. What are y'all trying to do? Y'all trying to keep people sitting down the whole time? No, don't do that because you're gonna have people trying to pee when the uh, fight is <laughs> actually on. So let us know. Keep it, keep it mid on the commercial so we can so we can go do what keep we need to do all the way in between the fight. 
Damn. Speaking of mid, the card the card was kind of mid, but at the same time, I on was, paper, I was, the, I was, honestly, I, I was entertained. I'm about to say I ain't gonna lie, like the, yeah. The, looking at it, looking at it at first, the card was 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 mid, but at the same time, I I was I was satisfied. I was thoroughly entertained. Exactly, and yeah. I was good. I was good to see these new faces, these new people pop out. But at the same time, this one thing that B she was on the show a few uh, a few weeks ago. But at the same time, my, uh, she was saying that the reason why they're bringing all these new people out and they're not trying to get all these reoccurring fighters uh, is because they don't want to pay the fighters. You know, these fighters that might not be in these top spots, but they've been fighting for a while. They their rate is higher, so they they're trying to get these new faces in there that they, that they can still pay you know, that brand new salary, which makes a lot of sense, you know, in business aspects, you know what I'm saying? Just put a lot of the new guys in there and throw Trevin Giles, Michael Piera, you know what I'm saying? Guys that are uh, really getting their money up right now still. But at the same time, like Francis Naganu, I believe that he wanted, he, he really negotiated his shit. So that's why they really had to put a card on like this. I believe that. He was really asking for something. Yeah, they said, well, he said he's not fighting no more on his current contract, so. Yeah. I'm if sure he, Dana going to have to get that one figured out. And we're going to talk about it. I'm sure Dana First, let's talk about out. Michael Pieta and how he kicked this man on the top of his head. He kicked this man right on the top of his head with right, the with the, the heel. How you do a front flip? the wildest dude ever. How you just do a front flip and just kick somebody right on the top of the head, right in the middle? I would be pissed the fuck off. You know where that was <laughs> the feeling that I get when I watch him fight? I feel like I'm watching one of those Power Ranger scenes. You know what I'm saying? Where they just flipping and spinning and shit, bro. Like I feel like this is just one of the big ass Yeah, bro. Like you can see the fucking words and shit popping up, little cl- clouds of dust and shit, bro. Like that's what I feel like when I watch him. I, I love watching this guy. I'm not gonna lie, bro. And, and, I love watching him. That was a that was a smart idea pulling putting him on this car. It was a smart idea putting him on his car, but it was it was good to see him under some pressure and really have to mm-hmm. buckle down, get serious a little bit. But at the same time, it's just like uh, if you don't have no discipline, I think uh, the the brand newness. It, this is Andre Fialo's uh, uh, debut in the US UFC as well. So this was uh, Michael Pieta. He already knows what's going on. So when it comes with uh, being able to uh, take people down at a, at a moment's notice or needing to to get a takedown in, that was something that he already knew he needed to do inside of the fight. So he got a takedown in, uh, Michael Pieta. Andre Fialo, he was smart in a sense of closing him off in the uh, octagon. Think about it as like, you 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 know that, that little dial when they, uh, hypnotic hip, uh, gnosis or those, whoever's oh, yes. inside somebody, it's like yes. a spiral. It's like a black and white spiral. Think about yes. an octagon as a that spiral, and at, you get at the end of each uh, uh, small little corner. That's where you have to pop off. So an octagon where guys get closer, they're getting closer and closer as they circle in the octagon. And once you get to that spot where you either have to run away mm-hmm. or you have to squeeze out this little corner or get hit in the face, Andre Fiala wasn't being first when he was cornering him in. So it's almost like. Uh, Michael Pierre was smarter because all he did was be first, land more punches, and made Andre Fialo stand in his box, which was helping him in the first round a little bit. But at the same time, Michael Pierre kept getting off on him just because he wasn't being first. Just because Michael Pierre w- was being first. But 
That's my take. That's my take on it. Uh, Unani, I feel like he's. I, I feel like he's first in a in a lot of fights though. Like Unani's maybe. Unani's not sure about Unani's. I don't understand the whole 28-29 unanimous decision. Like at that point, we're we're talking split decision. But um, this was another questionable one for me. I think they got it right with the person that won the fight. Yeah, that was that that was spot on. I felt like maybe some of the, some of the theatrics played into the score a little bit. He had more a little bit more of the wow factor. Let's say that that'll win you a fight. <laughs> that'll draw you an extra point. Uh, UFC judges, man. I, I'll never, I'll never understand it, bro. Like that's a whole nother psyche that you got to tap into to understand <clears throat> what these judges be judging and what these judges be seeing. And what are we looking for? And are we basing this off of certain fighters and reputations of certain fighters and what you kind of think you're going to get from a certain fighter? Like, I think a lot of it's predetermined. Like, I feel like a lot of these judges have their mind made up, yeah. like, this is what we're going with, and then we'll let the fight play out and adjust the numbers from there. Yeah, it's certain so, points of the fight that that stand out to them that make them decide. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Instead of, um, which is yeah. not fair. Exactly, it's not fair to either fighter. Mm-hmm. But we can move on. I digress. We can move on. That's real shit, bro. That's real shit. But all shit and new that motherfucker boy and new. Again, Davidson right. Figueredo, shout out to the champ. And new. And new versus Brandon Moreno. This was hard to see. This was hard to see, but at the same time, I knew what was going to happen. And I had to go hard with my DraftKings and let him know, I'm sorry, Figgy got this one. Because what told me that he was going to have it was like the most was it was it even before the fight, before the bell, before everything. It was how well is he going to listen to Henry Cejudo? How well can he stay disciplined, stay in his bag? Because towards the end of the fight, he almost lost that bitch. Mm-hmm. This one kind of hurt me. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I kind of I was I was starting to get attached to the Moreno story, mm-hmm. the whole ha- aspect of having a whole country behind him. Um, not saying Figueredo doesn't, but you know what I'm saying. You know the story that they built behind Moreno and, and, and the feel-good story. And I, you know what I'm saying? I kind of fell into it a little bit. But, you know, last night the fight had to be fought <laughs> and the fight got fought. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a hell of a fight. Um, you nanny, don't know. Uh, Figueredo, I feel, like, I feel like they got it right with the Figueredo W, but this is another don't know about you nanny. Because um, Moreno was putting it on them. It was a couple times where I thought, you know what I'm saying, Moreno was going was going to take off with the shits, bro. I'm like, all right, this is his time. But um, Figueredo looked. Um, I, I took one of your moves, though. I looked at the the ceremonial weigh-ins. Mm-hmm. And um, not only that, but I'm looking at, like, pre-fight back in the locker room. And I'm not going to say Moreno was nervous because I don't, I don't ever want to, you know what I'm saying, disrespect these guys like that to say you know, they're nervous in the sport that, mentally, you know what I'm saying? You got to prepare yourself to get punched in the face. So I'm not going to say Moreno was nervous. I don't know what, I don't know if Moreno thought that Figueredo could make adjustments. I don't know if he played the whole Henry Cejudo being in the corner mm. of, as a factor, but I made my prediction for Moreno. Yes, I did. But then when I went back and I thought about it, I wasn't going to change it. I wasn't going to walk back on my statement, but I, th- I, I thought back and I'm like, damn, 
Henry Cejudo is going to be a difference maker. Like, and like you said, as long as Figueredo was willing to listen to him, stick to the game plan, and do what you need to do and do what you've been training to do for months now, he's going to win because Cejudo knows shit. A lot of people, a lot of people talk shit, but a lot of people just, don't want Cejudo to come out of retirement, bro. I'm telling you. You don't just walk in the two belts. <laughs> you, don't. you don't. You don't just You walk. don't do that. You don't do that. Well, you get some people get boosted up in two belts, you know, Connor. We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but at the same time, uh Henry Cejudo, he wasn't like the fan favorite. He wasn't everybody like, oh my God, I love Triple C. Triple C is so all No, no, I do not know nobody that like that. The only people that like that are people who, who purely respect this crab. And I purely respect this crab. I, like, he he's he's a, a character, but at the same time, you have to respect. You have to respect. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, he's elite. Olympic wrestler. Like, come on, what are we talking about still? Like, so at the same time, and then got Figgy his belt back. So at the same time, when it comes to uh, Zang, I feel like Zang, she had Henry Sudo in her corner as well. But at the same time, I, I feel like she wasn't sticking to the game plan as well, you know? And it didn't help that Rose didn't help her stick to the game plan as well as she needed to. Everybody got a plan so you get yeah. punched in the face. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, I think Brandon Moreno, definitely, he got comfortable, you know? And I, yeah, I, be- I felt that too. And, and I believe that's that was the whole thing. You want, you want me to kill this guy? I'll just kill him again. No, you caught him, bro. You're a jujitsu black belt, and you know you understand what caught is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all understand what caught means. You know what I'm saying? That that's when a white belt fucks around and catches a a, a purple belt. Like, yeah. oh shit, that's not it happening happens. every day. I'm about to say it, it does happen, but yeah, that's not happening every day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But at the same time, it's just like. He he ate that up and 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 used that. I'm sure he stayed in the gym. I don't want to discredit that at the same time, but he was getting caught more. Henry Cejudo definitely helped him with the boxing as well. Can't just uh, only hold it on to the wrestling. He made he made uh, Brandon Moreno scared of the takedown. He made him fear the takedown, and then he popped him a few times. Once he really got him in that bag, he really broke him down. Like like I noticed these the the guys with the championship mindsets when they once they become a championship champion they really dissect these five rounds and they really break it down to the point of oh okay first round we're going to let them do what they want to do we're going to let them show out all right they show out possibly maybe win first round second round they come back okay now it's time to apply some pressure and, and stand our ground all right they stand in their ground some people like the surprise to get the takedown in the first or the fourth, uh, first or the fourth. So uh, depending on how the fight going, depending on if you're going against a grappler or something, they really dissect all these rounds, bro. And, and fourth and fifth are, are the most obvious rounds. If they ain't get a takedown in the first three, just know a takedown is happening in the fourth or fifth. It yeah. has to happen yeah, if, they want, sure. if they want to seal their deal. Like, sure. But at the same time, it's just like, that's what Brandon Moreno went with. He tried to go with his old championship uh, game plan that got him the belt in the first place. Can't do it like that. Adjustments are made. Adjustments have to be made. <laughs> Adjustments are made. Like um, Davidson Figueredo changed his whole fucking camp, bro. He looked healthy. He, he did. Looked, not, yeah, he, he looked healthy. He said he looked hungry. But he I, did not. But <laughs> fight, no, but fight night. Okay. When, when he got rehydrated, I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I see it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm like. All right, Moreno really finna lose this bitch, bro. Like, <laughs> honestly, right. when he walk into the ring and then, you know what I'm saying, during the introduction, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker look hearty as shit, bro. Like, 
my man had a cheeseburger last night or something because he looks good right now. So shout out to Figueredo for doing what champions do, reevaluate, reassess the situation, and make adjustments. Sports are all about adjustments, but I don't care what sport you play. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you're doing in life. Fuck a sport. I don't care what you're doing in life. A, life is all about adjustments, bro. Right. You, you, ain't get, you ain't getting better elevating unless you're making adjustments. You unless gotta make adjustments. adjustments, bro. You know? So shout out to but I'm ready for four. This needs this needs a fourth. This needs they, a fourth. I support a fourth. I support a fourth. I support a fourth. When, when I figure out what the what a fourth is called <laughs> in the trilogy. <laughs> It's like it's like a quint. No, that's it's a, a, quint, a, quint, a quint, quint. Is it a quilogy? Is it a quilogy? It's not a quilogy. It's got to be a quilogy. Is it a quilogy? Found the name of this episode. Quilogy. They need the quilogy. They need the quilogy. Hashtag we need quilogy, man. About to put that on a t-shirt. Go cop the merch. Quilogy. Brandon Moreno, Davis and Figueredo, Quilogy. <laughs> Go cop the merch, man. <laughs> five, five rounds, though. These motherfuckers spent a long-ass time together. Whooping each other ass. Y'all <laughs> motherfuckers been fighting for a long-ass time. They spent 15 rounds beating each other ass, God bro. Damn. God damn. Can you believe, real quick, real like off the, off the, off the t- subject, can you believe back in the day, boxers used to fight 15 rounds in one fight? 15 rounds? Could you imagine fighting 15 rounds with, like, Ali, Joe Frazier? Like 15 rounds? Yeah. Okay. 45 minutes in the ring with these men. Got you. But Easy. at the same time, you know why boxing used to be so inhumane, bro? Why is that? I know you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> 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 I know you know I'm going with this. Is it February yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Next episode. Next right, fucking episode. Okay, y'all can y'all can fill in the blanks as why <laughs> boxing used to be so fucking horrific and you know cutthroat and pretty. Who who, who else would would want to fight that many rounds to? That's pretty much to the death, bro. That's fighting to the death. That's yes. fighting to the death. 15 rounds. Because you see these guys after 12 rounds, like of, yeah. of a hard fight, like yeah. you know, a few more rounds of that. No, it's a yeah. few more years off your life. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get more of that in February. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay, stay but, hey, but just know, it, it was February uh, last night, though. It was February. It, it, was, it, was, it was our month. <laughs> Here y'all month though, fuck it. Hey, Francis McDonald, Cyril gone. Shout out to the champ and still, and still Francis Naganu. Let's go, let's go, bro. I told you, bro. What I'm trying to tell y'all. It's so I just, it's so, bro. It's so many people. I told, bro. I was oh, like, I gotta, take, I gotta take these off. Francis Naganu, bro. He was gonna come in with the championship mindset. Now, first of all, this this is what I want to say, bro. You won the fight, okay? I don't. Please don't come out with the fucking. Oh, I had her ACLs, MCLP, bruh, bruh. You won the fight, okay? Chill out, because honestly, dog, 
There's no, I've had a sprained knee, okay? I've had a sprained knee before. Any type of awkward torque or anything on a sprained knee alone is enough to put a grown man down. That motherfucker had a heel hook on Nganu a couple times. And that motherfucker Nganu ain't even flinch. She looking at the nigga like, why are you scratching me right now? Can you chill with the tickle fight? Bro, come on, bro. I don't know what was going on with your man knees, but what I will say is I was glad to see Nganu tap into another level of his game. That last night showed me that as long as Dana gets the money right, he has the potential to have a championship reign like no other, bro. Once he gets the cardio, because you could tell like that the cardio started to take over towards the end. Because at first it was nice wrestling, beautiful jujitsu. But then as the fight started to grow, as the fight started to grow, you could start to see that the point was, let me just get him here to lay here. Once Nganu starts building up the lungs to do that for five rounds, then we talking about the motherfucking man who can knock an elephant out. Good luck, heavyweight. Like, <laughs> good luck, heavyweight, bro. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm proud of him, though. I'm, I'm glad to say he proved me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I will admit when I was wrong, and I was wrong. I, I thought Cyril Gaul was gonna do that to him, and uh, honestly, Cyril Gaul looked like he wasn't ready for it. It looked like he just was not like mentally prepared to fight that fight. Looked like he was ready to do the whole stand-up thing, do his whole pace thing, you know what I'm saying, inflict his will that way. And then that first takedown, mind you, this is the first time Gon's ever been taken down in his UFC career. That first takedown <laughs> depleted him. It was over <laughs> after that, bro. It was over after that. Confidence, I'm like, I'm like Gon, it was shot, bro. It was shot, bro. And I'm just like, confidence, you can just see it. The confidence was Cyril Gon. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Cyril <laughs> gone. Fuck, fuck out of here. But, but, yeah, but on some real shit, the, I, I can't even really put all that weight on Cyril gone because, like, it was almost like he was just, like, a brand new, fresh out the box. It's almost like when he got taken down, it's almost like he was surprised. Like, when, like, when, when, when the fight was over, bro, he was legitimately hurt. Like, yeah. this... This man is this. This is not. This is not it, bro. <laughs> this is not it. At the same time, it's just like I would not be mad at if they run it back, because I'm thinking like at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Dana would want to find another fight for Francis one more time, right quick, mm-hmm. or let uh him run it, or or let them run it back, or give Siragon a fight where they think it'll be another big fight for him, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Uh, they're gonna try to put another fight, another two fights in front of this John Jones fight because, bro, it's coming to a head, bro. It's coming to a head, and John Jones know it. That's why he pop his shit whenever that, whenever when at the end of this fight, John Jones was popping his shit, bro. He was really putting shit out before and during as well. Exactly. (laughs) Talk about like pretty much if these if these are the guys that I'm facing, then I'm gonna be good. Like, yeah. So at the same time, like that's the type of stuff that doesn't really help in the negotiations because you don't want John Jones to say like, Oh, I could beat them too. Because you know what Dana's going to do? Fucking believe him. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like, so that ain't really getting you your money. It's the fact that like, if you just shut your mouth, it was be 
you'll see that Francis Ngannou Cyril gone. That was a fucking clash of the titans. But once John Jones start throwing his name in the mix and throwing himself in the mix, you start looking putting John Jones in there and like John Jones definitely looks way more elite than both of them. Like when it comes to the grappling aspect, Francis Ngannou is stronger, and that's what he beat Sirogan a lot was with the strength. And the, the takedowns, a lot of those takedowns was Kamaru takedowns, bro. And those those are the type of takedowns that, that John Jones have already been accustomed to. He's already been doing. He's been living. He's, he's, he's a, a division wrestler as well. So it's just like, there's no way that, like, and, and it's getting John Jones gas tank, bro. Can John Jones... <laughs> John Jones gas tank can beat Francis Naganu and his experience can crush Shirogan. This is this is my thing with John. I completely agree. My only thing is time away from the ring. You've been gone so long, bro. Like, if we're being real, bro, we're holding on to the past of what the last remnants of memory we have of John Jones. That's what we're holding on to. Mind you, John Jones has not stepped foot in the octagon in two, three years. Don't I'm talking mean, about officially, not not, yeah. not like sparring shit like that. I'm talking about on an official capacity. He has done, uh, I think, is recently a grappling tournament. Gra- um, okay, so trying to keep himself fresh. Yeah. And, and trying to keep himself loose. Thinking about, like, okay. he's, he's staying fresh in all mm. of this. And if you're going to stay fresh with anything, I'm not going to stay try to stay fresh with a, a Muay Thai fight. That's going to be uh, loosening up my screws and, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. maybe sharpen my boxing up a little bit mm-hmm. when we all know what the foundation is. Yeah. You know? Okay. And then another another thing that played for me is I look at weights, especially when it comes to these heavyweight fights because, you know, every other weight division you meet in at a, at a specific weight. Heavyweight is the only division where you can have a 20-pound difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going into the fight. So another thing that I said to myself is, okay, and Ghana went in at 257, Gone went in at 247. Mm. Even though Gone has the height, I'm like, if he if Ngannou is smart, he's gonna use that 10 pounds. And like you said, he did that. Let's mm-hmm. that's mad for real. Let's be honest. Cyril Gone got manhandled. We're gonna be really real about this shit, bro. He got manhandled when it came to a lot of those Clint situations. Especially yeah. the takedowns, the uh, the jujitsu, the wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was it was pure strength. Um, so shout out to Engano. I kind of look at it as kind of like a rebranding. I look at this yeah. as a rebranding for Engano, and I and I expect him after this victory. I expect him to hold on to that belt for a couple years. I expect him to have a John Jones type reign mm. with that belt. You know what I'm saying? And I expect him to beat John Jones if he was to ever fight him. And I love John Jones, but if you can get a guy like that to really wrestle and, and really understand jujitsu and angles and positioning and timing, most importantly, I got an edge in Nagano in that fight just for the simple fact, John, you've been out of it so long. I understand you may have done these, you know what I'm saying, outside tournaments, doing what you need to do to stay fresh, stay loose, stay fit. But it's nothing like um, actually walking through that octagon real time. It's the same thing with football. I could practice all day long. You know what I'm saying? But once the lights cut on, it's a whole different atmosphere. The adrenaline is different. The energy is different. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get that fight. It sounds like Ngannou's done with it, but money talks. So hopefully we get that fight. Hopefully Dana can make it happen for us. Yeah, money definitely talks. Money bro. definitely talks. Both of them motherfuckers need a bag. <laughs> I'm back. You, need, you I'm might bad. need to team up, team up with Trillo on this one. Honestly, bro, the only way this fight may happen is if Ngannou takes that little cross, that, that cross joint with Gypsy King, uh, Tyson Fury. 
yeah. and goes and boxes him. I feel like if he gets a bag from that, he'll be willing to take less than what he should get for fighting John. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Like he'll he'll be able to have more of an argument if he do go get that Gypsy King bag. And if he fuck around and win for real, because like yes. Because to me, it's just like Gypsy King. I know he just sees another Deontay Wilder. You know, sure. that's that's all he sees. So Francis Ngannou, when it comes to his boxing, like his boxing is 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 standard. But like, I'm not gonna say uh, Deontay Wilder type, and 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 I ain't even talking about the gas tank. Like, so. Well, but Deontay I, Wilder can't box. If we're being real, like Deontay De- Wilder can't box. Deontay Wilder has definitely came a long way over the years, bro. Yeah, you can't. But he still can't box com- compared to Tyson. Tyson's a pure boxer. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, under, I, under, I, under, I understand Tyson Fury's a pure boxer. I was just telling B that earlier. I was like, he's a, a elite level yes. boxer. There's, yes. there's difference. Like, there's a difference from yeah. a, a setup of three steps and a st- setup of five steps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's a there's diff there's levels to this shit. And Francis Ngannou might just be wanting to go get that bag. And if it's just go get that bag, you know, he's talking about I need to do it before my career is over. He's talking about it like it's a money grab. It sounds like it's a money grab if you say I need to do it before my career is over. But I ain't trying to fuck up your bag. It's not a money grab. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm not seeing no elite level boxing from Nagano. I'm seeing more elite level wrestling. <laughs> and see, well, another thing that was crazy to me is Cyril Gon's shots, it had no effect on Nagano. He wasn't hurting Francis at all. Let's I'm going to be real with it. You know what I'm saying? Francis was taking some shots. Don't get me wrong. Um, nice, nice, nice body work. You know what I'm saying? He was getting off a couple shots. To the, I thought what did it for me was the, the spinning body kick. When and when he, it was like he was kicking a statue and some and Francis just kept walking at him. I'm just like, all right, bro. Like, this, this is the beginning of the end for me. Um, I don't. I don't know but again, that. we're gonna talk about score because I agree with you. I agree with you, Nanny. I agree with Ngannou. But 49, 46? <laughs> I need that judge step front front center, please. Let's get that man a cup, Dana. Get that man a cup and tell him report to the nearest lab corp tomorrow morning because we need to see what's going on with you. No, bro. you need to go right now. <laughs> you need to go right now. But the thing the thing about it is like. Uh, Cyril Gon's shots didn't seem like they was really doing nothing, but at the same time, they was really peppering him, uh, Naganu, and they was almost used to really get him off his game plan. But you would see, like, look, Naganu even said at the end of it, at the end of it, he was saying that he was trying to stick with the game plan because it was a few times he wanted to, you know, kind of go for it. There was a few times where it looked like he did go for it, but at the same time, like, Cyril Gon was looking fresh, he was constantly moving. Like, but the smart thing to do, Francis Ngannou just had to take him down. And once he took him down, Cyril Gon, I don't know, I don't think there was a way that he could have stopped that takedown. There, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's a way he could have stopped the takedown. And when I was watching Francis, when he got him on the ground, I was like, did Francis just go to side control? Oh, he's in side control right now. Like, beautiful. Did and you see the sprawl of the side? Right yes, bro. It was gorgeous, bro. But it was, it was, it was beautiful. so crazy to see this man doing jujitsu. And I think he had two knee pads on for the illusion type. Like, you don't know which knee. So, I, uh, uh, the lead knee that he kept putting out there wasn't the hurt knee. Which is why I said when he did that heel hook, I'm like, bro, yeah. both of your knees wasn't hurt, bro. Yeah, he did the heel hook on the leg that wasn't hurt. Yeah. So that's why I, when I saw that, like, okay, I was like, all right, that was the lead leg. 
So when he did the, the thing about it, the thing about heel hooks, he was way too calm for me. I was about to throw up because I thought he was about to lose right then and there. Because heel hooks, they're like, it's like, this is this is how it goes. Good, 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 bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't like... <laughs> nigga, ain't no leading up to it. It, it, ain't not, it ain't like, oh, it's a little pinch there. No, it's like, good, good, good. Ah, nigga, stop. You know what I'm saying? So that's why... <laughs> That's why he was way too calm. But when I saw it, they, they it's one thing they tell you to do in jujitsu. They tell you to boot boot down, and that's pretty much like uh, get your stiffen your leg up and push it in. Like so, they can't really have too much control over your foot. And that's exactly what he did. And I was just like, who is teaching? He's not just doing wrestling. This is not just wrestling that he's learning from Kamaru. Like he's doing jujitsu somewhere. And that's when at the end of the fight, he was talking about shout out to so and so. Shout out, they have a good jujitsu, good wrestling program. I'm like, okay, he yeah. was doing jujitsu and he was doing wrestling. He used a few Kamaru, Kamaru take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen the Kamaru, the, the, uh, that we had a, he had a nice double leg joint that yeah. he took him down. I'm like, damn, that's Kamaru right there in the flesh, boy. <laughs> that's him in the flesh. But, I was so impressed, bro. Yeah, I was bro. super impressed. Yeah, bro. He needed this. This is the type of victory that he needed. Um, even though I was rooting for Gone, or I, my prediction was for Gone, mm-hmm. both fighters is black. Let's keep it there. Yeah. Both fighters is black. The hands black. are staying. The belt staying with a black man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's start Real there. Shit. Number one. Number fucking Real, one. Really? So, so like like you said, surprisingly decent card from top top to bottom. I felt like between early pre and then main card, we at least got one good fight out of each. It wasn't a snooze fest. I'd be lying if I say I didn't fall asleep on a fight or two. (laughs) But I caught what was important. You feel me? So, I got to be real about it. Real shit. Cush it too hard. So I don't know. I don't know. Real shit. No, I'm about to say, speaking of that, we about to close up. About to run. Hey, the fight between Aljamain and Peter Yan is pushed back once again. Wow. Big surprise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Diddy. Hey, I'm shutting down the studio. <laughs> like, Shock, shocker. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, <laughs> pushing it back again. All right, another do, announcement. Do, All right. Now, do we feel? Now, let me ask you this question before we before we wrap. Do you feel like the more this fight gets pushed back, the more luster it loses? Ooh, that's a good question. Or or is the fire so hot that it don't even matter? We got to see this. No, it's it's almost like to me. I think they should have just called it off. They should have. <laughs> they should for real. They should have just called it off, and I would be okay with Aljamain fighting somebody else because I think it's it's one of those do or die type of moments because it's just like is either Peter Young going to crush him because what we just saw in that last fight, uh, Peter Young, do uh, he fucking he he did some fucking work. He put in some work <laughs> and showed that this motherfucker is willing to go through any and everybody to get to the belt. Not even Aljamain, the fucking belt. The belt, yeah. So. Uh, and Aljamain is just like, is just seeming like he's just, just talking and talking, talking. But you just see this guy right here with a belt. It's just like, this guy, what has he done? What is he doing? So I don't feel like the fight is losing uh, credibility more so. I feel like Aljamain is losing credibility more so than all these things. And it's sad because there's a lot of times he might not have control over why it's getting pushed back again. Because like, I think it might be Peter Yan's reason why, you know, it's getting pushed back this time. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. 
So yeah, him not being able to comply with the uh, the whole COVID yeah. vaccination stuff. So yeah. Yeah, My so, thing is, I love the point that you raised, though. Um, I think it's about the belt for Jan, and I think for Aljamain, it's about keeping the belt away from Jan. And there's a difference. If you understand it, there's a difference in that. You know what I'm saying? The goal is different for each of those fighters. But I, I want to see the fight. I want to see it concluded. I don't like leaving fights unfinished. That's why I'm, I'm yeah. calling for the Bilal and Leon Edwards because I want to see that fight finished. Right. <laughs> I want to right. see that fight finished, bro. There's so many no contests <laughs> in the UFC that you might as well go ahead and just make your damn list <laughs> for all the no contests that you want to see. I'll, I'll have it next episode. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. God <laughs> damn. Do not worry about that. Those no con- if, it, if it was a no contest that you ain't see again, it was a reason why. And it, and and because and because the, the fighters, I don't know, because it was a great fight is not ever the reason why they don't fight again. Like it ain't going to be a reason. Like if it was a good, if it was a good fucking no contest, these people was going to see each other again, but it wasn't. The matchup was bad. Bilal was not looking on the same level as Leon. Maybe, maybe now when we see him with the takedowns, but you just saw Leon Edwards in the last fight fighting Nate Diaz, not trying to take him down. So now I wouldn't want to take Nate Diaz down either. Why does nobody want to take Nate Diaz down? Because people fucking forget that he's a, a black belt. <laughs> a BJJ black belt. He just got the whooping people in the feet so much that yeah, motherfuckers exactly. forgot. They, they fucking forgot. <laughs> they but forgot. What, what, how you think Connor, what do you think happened to Connor? That was BJJ. Yeah, he's a better fighter. Nate's a better fighter on his back than he is on his feet. On his back. That's on, that's any, wicked. Any, <laughs> bro, on the on the ground, Nate's elite. And that's 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 obvious, bro. It's a few Clear. guys. It's a few guys that like that's what I'm saying. Like they don't just be giving these black belts to anybody, bro. Like, like, and you'll see elite elite uh, grapplers like that girl, uh, little monster, and she a brown belt. And she's, she's elite brown like belt. Yeah, she's not. She's not even at that level yet. Like these brown belts be sometimes more serious than the actual black belts, nigga. <laughs> that's why it be like that. That's why when they get the black belt, motherfuckers be way past it, way worth it. Untouchable, for real. But yeah, bro, uh, that's pretty much it for the no cap recap UFC 270. Sorry, I had some some funds on the line. Okay, yeah. Funds funds or buns? Real real shit. uh, I appreciate (laughs) you. You are the shit for saying that on the mic. Y'all rocking with the roundhouse. Like always, tuned in to, the, to, to some real ones. But Damn, hey, they're gonna blast me out. Make sure y'all too. He's still trying to get over that. I'm trying to sign out. I'm trying to sign out. Uh, but hey, next week, okay. next, next week is Hermanson versus Strickland. So make sure y'all tune in for that. Yes, uh, we get to watch Strickland uh, stand there and get hit in the face. Shut up. He, he reminds me of one of those uh, soccer balls. Yeah, bo- that's what he reminds me. Bitch, where you gotta press the button. This shit ain't like, yeah, motherfuckers be in the be in third round. Finger be burning and shit, boy. Shout out to Mister Feet of Stone. But at the same time, he be getting it done. I'd be surprised. Like I don't know. I think it's just the, I, I be thinking it's like the pure determination and how he feeling at the moment. But either way, uh, Hermanson is going to be one of those guys to test him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I, and and watch her, uh, Strickland. He going he going to have more feet involved. He's, I can I can tell he's going to have more feet involved. 
Because watch, watch. I'm saying this. You know why? You know what I'm saying? He's going to have more feet involved because I know motherfuckers be listening. I know motherfuckers be listening because nobody else be talking about Sean Strickland and his inactive feet besides <laughs> us. Nobody else. Not, uh, no other podcast. Nobody else soul. be talking about Strickland's inactive feet besides us. So we just want to let y'all know that. But we still trying to sign out. Make sure y'all tune into the next episode. Catch us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. We be popping shit on Twitter, especially on fight nights. Make sure y'all catch us on uh, all streaming platforms. Anywhere you can find a podcast, listen to us. Make sure y'all tune into the Roundhouse Roundtable. Anything you got, bro? Everybody have a good week. Stay blessed. Exactly. Stay safe. Stay warm exactly. wherever you are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and be back to about next week. Yep. That's why I use a heat as a sword. Because keeping peace is important. Yeah. They go keys for you. Say please, that's one, please, don't need, no one, that's two, please, don't leave, that's three, four, if you do.